Whoa, real quick, before we get into the show, this show is sponsored by Ladder. Remember, you can be better every day with Ladder. Uh, and if you go to their website and use the promo code better every day all one word you could get 30 percent off anything on their website so that's pretty incredible uh in case you guys don't know what ladder is by now you should if you've been watching the show they're a great sponsor and an amazing company that lebron james arnold schwarzenegger came together and decided to make a clean uh supplement uh and they got the best scientists in the world to create this supplement. And then just to go that extra mile, they get third-party testing to make sure they're clean. So you get better quality uh, products whenever you buy from Ladder. Uh, I personally use them. I also am in the military. And the people at my work like to work out. So I've been giving out some of this stuff to uh people at my my work and they all love it they're all buying stuff from ladder now using that promo code better every day to get 30 percent off and i suggest you guys do too i mean it's awesome they got hydration products they got proteins pre-workouts whatever you need and i mean a big thing for me is like i the the taste of this stuff like some of these things like from other uh, people who make them other companies like just taste like chalk or horrible like no it's you can't it's a challenge to drink these things theirs actually tastes good uh, so you you get to be healthier and enjoy the flavor of the thing which is rare so make sure you guys check it out i appreciate uh ladder for sponsoring the show uh and ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation just make sure you guys check them out i appreciate it big shout out to ladder Welcome, everybody. It is the 30th of May, 2020. I'm Justin, and as always, I'm joined by Perry. Hey, Justin. Dude, we woke up to some thunderstorms this morning. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I can't tell if the sun came out or it was just your smile. <laughs> I think both, actually. I think both of those happened. So. The day is brightening up, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a good start. Yeah, we are. Uh, and, I mean, we're starting with another episode, so that's always a good start. Cheers to that. Right? Let me let me down this uh, glass of water. Yeah, I got my coffee here. I'm just going to mm. shotgun that real quick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, make sure you check us out on all your other uh, podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. Um, so we appreciate the support when you guys go on there and follow us or subscribe to us, whatever the platform has as your way to, to keep in touch with us. Yeah. Uh, and please, also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, please like down below on this YouTube video. Please comment on this YouTube video. We are happy to be on any platform that you prefer to listen to us on or watch us on. Uh, but we do focus on YouTube quite a bit. It helps us out a lot. So even if you prefer to listen to us on, say, Apple Podcast, just go to YouTube, throw us a subscription, throw us a like. We appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. There's also a link down below for any clock management merch that you might want to check out also just goes directly back into supporting the show. Yeah. And I keep forgetting to mention this, like I, which I feel like an idiot for, but we give Go away with the feeling autograph jerseys like every month. Uh, we actually no just gave away an autograph T Y Hilton Jersey. All you have to do to enter is subscribe and leave a comment on our videos on YouTube and you get entered to win autograph jerseys. So, I mean, you don't have to give anything, and you have the chance to win an autographed jersey. Uh, on Twitter, I'm actually running a poll for what the next one will be. 
So if you want a decision in what jersey we're giving away, also you can hop on Twitter and, and vote on that poll. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Just wherever your social media is, clock management is there. Okay. I think that's enough self-congratulating. Thank you. We <laughs> we have a lot to – not a lot to cover today. Today's more of like a, we're rolling it back to like our usual thing. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited about getting into like a little bit more nitty gritty. I feel like we're back to like, season. yeah, this again, pre- prepping for yeah. the season. We're like back into football mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I are, are discussing, we're going to be coming up with uh, a date on which we want to go back to two episodes a week. Uh, I think we'll probably have an announcement for that next episode, uh, but it's coming soon. There's a lot to cover. Things are going to really pick up here. Um, some form of training camp, some sort of uh, OTAs, that sort of thing. And we want to be ready for it. But anyways, uh, today we're going to be covering some risers and fallers post-NFL draft. Everything's kind of settled. There's one or two big free agency pieces that are still need to fall. Uh, but basically, I don't think they're really going to affect the landscape all that much when they do fall. So um, that being said, we've got... Uh, two risers, two fallers each. We've got the news to cover. We've got the news nobody cares about. Uh, and and we've that's it. We're ready to go. We're ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll start with the news uh, like we always do. George Kittle and the 49ers reportedly are nowhere near each other when it comes to contract negotiations. Uh, the 2020 season is set to be his last season uh on his current contract yeah i have to say this is not the type of social distancing i want right right (laughs) justin being a niners fan would really like these two to embrace uh (laughs) he is set to make two million dollars this year 2020 uh basically the argument between the team the difference the the difference lies in is he gonna get paid top end tight end money which we all agree the 49ers too he deserves or is he going to be paid like wide receiver money that what we're talking about here is the top paid tight end in 2019 was jimmy graham (laughs) i i don't know why uh and he made 10 million dollars the top paid wide receiver in 2019 was julio jones and he made 22 million dollars uh george kittle Putting up over a thousand yards, over eighty catches, over six touchdowns, or over excuse me, over five touchdowns, the last two seasons believes that he transcends the tight end money. He should be making wide receiver money. I don't know how much I completely agree with that. I, it uh, it's kind of a weird situation to be like, hey, this is my position, but I want to be paid. Like, hey, I do this job, but I want to be paid as much as a guy that does a different job. And so it's a little weird to me. Uh, but I, 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 I think do they'll think find th- a middle ground somewhere. It's a negotiating thing. You see it every time. I do think that he will come out of this as the highest paid tight end in the NFL. He will reset the market on tight ends, on tight end money. I do not think he'll be making $22 million a year like Julio Jones. I think he'll probably be making closer to like 13 to $15 million, which is significantly more than Jimmy Graham was making last year. It's a huge Huge jump for the tight end market. Uh, but the reason we talk about it is because he could hold out. It could happen. There aren't a whole lot of talks yet. We have a long way to go till the season starts. But it's something to kind of worry about if you're a Jimmy Graham owner. It could happen. Yeah, it's uh, a it's, possibility. Uh, it's not like a huge fear in my mind at this point. But uh, the closer we get to the season, the, the more that fear grows. Right. So um, just be prepared for that to happen. I'm with Justin. I I don't think it's going to. I think they'll work something out here. I think the team understands how important Jimmy Graham is to them uh, making it back to the Super Bowl. I don't think they would have made it there last year without him. I I don't think there's anybody on that team that could could argue that point. So um, he should get paid, but we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on that one as the season gets closer. Devontae Freeman, this was one of the larger free agency pieces that I alluded to earlier in the show. Um, 
it's reported that he's got an offer from Philadelphia to move in and be uh, one of their running backs, probably behind Miles Sanders, I would assume. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Miles Sanders a little bit later today. Justin, does this make you worry about Miles Sanders if it were to happen? It hasn't happened yet. But yeah, yeah. If there's an offer on the table, definitely because I mean, I'll get more into that uh, later. <laughs> right, right. I don't want to. Right, we're going to be talking about Miles Sanders later for sure, and so I don't want to like completely cover that that end of the story up. Um, do, if Devonte Freeman signs in Philly, actually, let me rewind. If Devonte Freeman signs anywhere. Is he fantasy relevant? Is he does yeah. he still have the talent? Yeah, for sure. Okay. He's, and if he if he lands somewhere with an established running back already there, is is he like draftable? Absolutely. Uh I mean probably not top I mean definitely not top tier like front end of the draft, but he like he's a bigger guy too, and like he's that bruising running back where you could definitely see him uh establishing some goal line work and, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I I agree uh, with you. The other teams that he is reported to be talking with right now are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and there was one other team. It was, oh, it was Seattle. And Seattle went with Carlos Hyde, which we, we talked about last week. The Buccaneers, I think, would be a worse landing spot for him than Philadelphia, personally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, I, I don't think they need him. Yeah, I don't think they need him either. Um. We'll move on here. The Dolphins are not opposed. They they have come out and said to starting Tua as a rookie. Uh, I agree. I, you know, <laughs> if, I'd, I'd be surprised if they were opposed to it, right? Why close the door on something that doesn't have to happen? Yeah. Um, right? So uh, it seems that Tua, though, is doing very well health-wise. Uh, I think that the Dolphins are not so much concerned about his injury Right, he seems to be back and in, in near full strength and ready to roll. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to start week one, right? For um, sure, but I, I think, as we've been saying, I don't think you'll see him the front half of the season, uh, but probably right after that is my right. my guess. Um, I I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play just fine. I don't think this no, is going to be a situation. He's going to play amazing, Perry, for three weeks. <laughs> right. Well, you know, he actually like had a pretty consistent season in 2019. Yeah. Uh, and I know he was on a he was on a terrible team, but he was voted the team MVP. Right. Like they really do like Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami. It's not a situation where I think the well, yeah, the organization is trying to career. push him out. Right. It, he's made Parker relevant. I don't think this is like a situation where it's like get out, old man. We don't want you. It's no. like. They, they like him, and I think the longer that he stays relevant within the team, the more knowledge, the more mentorship that he can impart onto Tua. And, and I think that's a good thing. And, and just the health aspect, too, because Tua, like you said, Tua does look healthy, but he also hasn't been hit by an NFL linebacker yeah. yet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I do think that Tua will will get in the mix here. I actually think the first time he sees the field will not be as a starter. I think that he, they'll have some packages set up for him. They're going to get the ball in his hands two or three times a game yeah. as the season progresses. And then once they find out, hey, we got nothing to lose here because they're going to be pretty bad, uh, then they'll they'll throw him in. They'll give him like kind of what Denver did last season, I'm expecting, with Drew Locke. Drew Locke got five starts at the end of the season did well, right? If yeah. that happened with Tua, I could totally see that being the track. And then this time next year, we're, we're fully expecting Tua to be the guy. So yeah. and just as an example, like I'm fully healthy right now, but if I get hit by an NFL linebacker, I will no longer <laughs> be fully healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Justin <laughs> is the equivalent of Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, basically. Uh, Justin, can you say his last name yet? Oh no! I once he starts, I will have it down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. That's all the news I really wanted to cover. There's not a lot going on, guys. I no, think there right is, now, Perry. There's a lot of news no one cares about going on, and I'm sure. ready. <laughs> sure. Okay. You go ahead, man. Load it up. <laughs> Melvin Gordon uh, came out in an interview. Uh, I think it was yesterday. May have been the day before. Uh, said that. Playing for the Chargers has prepared him 
to play without fans in the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) That is my favorite news. Nobody cares about a joke. Oh my gosh. Was it a joke though? (laughs) I know. Have you seen their stadium? so funny. Yeah, it's great. I saw that. I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. <laughs> that is so funny and so sad <laughs> <laughs> and true. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, James Jameis Winston continues to stay relevant in the news no one cares about by posting another workout video, where this time he has boxing gloves on and he's punching a uh, a uh, 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 punching bag. Uh, and he's got a trainer there, and this is in some way supposed to help him be better at football. Knowing Jameis Winston, there are worse things he could be punching. <laughs> There's not a good history there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, who was it? Uh, Deion Sanders posted a, a tweet right after this happened, but he did not name Jameis Winston, where he was like, these young cats out here need to stop posting workouts that have nothing to do with football. It will not transition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, completely unrelated. Did I? Did you know that Mike Tyson's going to be doing another fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, in the talks right now. I've talked about this with people like Mike Tyson. Like he has that like warrior's mentality where I think he would be completely fine and content if he died in a boxing ring. Like <laughs> I think that's how he wants to go out. Uh, I, I've been watching, I've seen some of his workout videos. <laughs> it's crazy. He's got heat seeking missiles on the end of his, his arms, dude. Yeah. It's it, crazy. Yeah. He's 50 something years old. And I know. I would not get in a ring with him. Okay. Let's get back to, yeah, fam- to football. News nobody. Wait, hey, that was, hey, it was news nobody cares about. And I'm sure, sure nobody cares about Mike Tyson that watches this. So perfect. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, people nobody cares about, Joe Flacco, uh, <laughs> he said he's embracing his role, his new role, and he's hungry to start. Well, not week one, because he also just came out and said that he is not going to be ready week one from his <laughs> surgery that he had in April. Yeah, and I mean, I'm also hungry to start in the NFL, and again, I will not be starting in the NFL, so... Uh, I'm basically the equivalent to Joe Flacco as well. <laughs> wow. To uh, Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Oh, man. I'm all over the place. <laughs> uh, Todd Bowles uh, did a press uh, phone call through mm-hmm. Skype. And during it, his son crashed the press conference behind him. <laughs> Shirtless, like hiding behind his dad's chair. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, Just good times we live. I in. like that. I kind of that's one cool thing that's come out of this whole like COVID social distancing thing is you get to see people like in their like act like their environment, them. right? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes them feel like people. Like, yeah. like, hey, I live like that. <laughs> sort of thing. I know one of these episodes you guys are going to just see Perry creeping up behind me in my chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Does that am, am I your son? Is that <laughs> the situation? I guess, sure. I'll take it. Didn't so actually on, on Facebook like 10 years ago, didn't you Yeah. actually mark me as your child? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fun fact. Yeah, I also marked uh, one of our other friends as my pet, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know why that was an option, but I took it. Nice. Uh, last piece of news no one cares about. Chad Ochocinco back in the news. Uh, by Has getting... he ever left? Has he ever left? <laughs> Not really. But he got burned by Stefan Diggs in a workout drill, which I don't think is surprising. But the great part about it was how surprised Chad Johnson was by this and upset with himself. <laughs> he like pounded the ground because he fell at the end of the route. And like he was just so upset. Like, really? <laughs> well, didn't he say that he wanted to come back to the NFL? Yeah, yeah. But he it, probably, like, dude, okay, honestly. These guys, like Chad Ochocinco, like 
Terrell Owens. Like, they truly believe that they can do it at any point. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's a publicity thing. No, I don't think no. that they're just, like, looking for attention or whatever. I, They truly believe. I'm just as good as I was when I was 22. And it's like, no, you're you're not. And that's okay, <laughs> but you're not. Yeah, you had a great career. <laughs> right. Just, just let it go now. Let it now, be. Now I'm choosing. This is my choice. I will remember Chad Ochocinco as the guy that lost to Stefan Diggs. Not, <laughs> not as that really good wide receiver that played in the NFL. It's going to be that guy that was like, I could beat this young 26-year-old really good wide receiver. <laughs> all right, but that's all the news no one cares about, Perry. I wanted to talk about some news that people shouldn't care about. Let's do it. And that this is just this is a public service announcement. Just a friendly PSA from your boy, Perry. Okay. Will Fuller. Justin and I were just talking about Will Fuller before we started recording. Well, why, why is everybody expecting Will Fuller to be the guy to replace DeAndre Hopkins? It's it it literally it will not happen. It'll happen once. No, so th- the thing too, like, because uh, I had a tweet talking about Brandon Cooks being undervalued uh, with his ADP, that was a pretty big tweet. But the majority of people who disagreed with me on it. Their argument was Will Fuller because they said Brandon Cooks has a concussion history, which is accurate. He does have a concussion history. But if that's what scares you away is an injury history, and Will Fuller is your argument, like, no, <laughs> no. So the current report out of Will Fuller's camp is he's enthusiastic regarding his recovery from double groin surgery in January. Uh, so he's not ready to go right now. And this is like I was making the jokes about, you know, Tua and, and Flacco. But this is the type of thing I'm I, when I'm joking about those things, like it's because they're putting out things that mean nothing. Being enthusiastic means nothing. It doesn't. He's not saying I'm ready to go. I'm fully healthy. He's saying a feeling. I'm I'm enthusiastic too. It doesn't mean I could play in the NFL. Yeah. Just look <laughs> really quickly because it's a long list. Just looking at his injury, his injury history here. He's got the two groin issues that he's dealing with right now. He's had thigh hamstring strain, thigh hamstring strain, ACL tear, thigh hamstring strain, knee strain, broken rib, broken clavicle. Knee strain, thigh hamstring strain, thigh hamstring strain. This guy is a walking torn ACL. Like, when you are drafting in your fantasy draft, please remember this moment. <laughs> remember me telling you that this is a bad idea. Do not draft Will Fuller in the hopes that he will be a starting wide receiver all and season long. It a- has never happened. His ADP is currently ahead of Brandon Cooks, I should add. Uh, Ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy. It has never happened. Justin pointed out before we started his rookie season, he played 14 games. That is by far the most he's played in a season. Yes, yes. It's ridiculous. He's never finished a season. Brandon Cooks has finished multiple seasons. There's no reason why he should be going after Will Fuller in drafts. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that's I just, I needed this. to get that out. I just, you know, I have a platform here. And I <laughs> needed to be share. responsible. With the people, it would be Will Fuller. If we did not, yes. I know. Yes, thank you. So we've got risers, we've got fallers. Uh, Justin and I, like I said, chose two of each. Uh, well, I'll let you go first, Justin. I feel like I'm doing all the talking. My Will Fuller rant, you know. I... Real quick, before we get into our risers and fallers, I just want to let everyone know uh, we'll be putting out a video on Wednesday that from a mock draft or on Monday with a bunch of other uh like just experts in our field uh we got podcasters people from nfl network like it's it's gonna be a a great uh mock draft that we're gonna do and what what's so great about it too is like a lot of these people have completely different views than we do on drafting styles and things like that so it'll be interesting to see because none of us are just gonna be going off adps to draft like a lot of people uh, and some home leagues do. So it'll be fun. Right. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a really good time. I think it'll be really eye-opening as to as where things are trending before they fully trended, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, there'll be a lot of picks that right now seem crazy, and in three months people will be like, well, of course, why wouldn't you take this guy here? So, <laughs> right. Um, I'm looking forward to that a lot. And it fits perfectly into this risers and fallers because uh, you'll see yeah. a lot of this during our draft with these players. Yeah, uh, man. So I got my first riser here. I, I'm this one's a deeper one. So this is a guy who's going at the he's currently going at the back end of the 15th round in ADP, which is your last round of your draft. Uh, but I do think he's a riser uh, post draft or post NFL draft. You're going to see him start moving up boards a little bit that's that's alan lazard from the green bay packers uh he was the wide receiver two on their team once he made it onto the field week six uh the only wide receiver ahead of him uh was obviously Devonte adams uh but another year there with uh rogers is only gonna help this man uh the Green Bay, as we all know, did absolutely nothing to add offensive weapons that may be able to surpass him, which just tells I mean, maybe it tells you that they're happy having him there as their number two wide receiver. They did bring in Devin Funches there. I don't think that I definitely believe in Alan Lazard more than I do Devin Funches at this point. So I, I think that in a league this is a guy you could target very late in your draft that could definitely give you return on the value uh and without them putting any draft capital into pass catching uh players they they did grab a tight end a little bit later in the draft i think is the third maybe fourth round when they finally grabbed a tight end but i don't think that affects alan lazard in any way shape or form yeah, I think this is kind of a recurring thing, <clears throat> excuse me, with Green Bay, where it's like another wide receiver has to step up at some point. So that is one of the reasons, that's like the only reason I'm a little hesitant with Lazard. I think he's good, right? I think he has a talent. But it, it, it just seems like every year it's like, yeah, somebody's got to step up, <laughs> but then nobody does. And yeah. so... Um, hopefully this is the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's I, definitely risk in it. I just think, you know, when you're but, grabbing him with your last pick in the trap, right? You, I was going to say that and you didn't let me. Sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean, you could still say it. I'll... Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not happening. Not now. Only one person can say it. <laughs> yes. That is a one person saying, uh, yeah. Anyways. It, it's a good, it's a really deep one. I like that. It's a sleeper pick for sure. Uh, and sleepers don't always pan out, right? But that's okay because you're not investing that much into them. But you could get a whole lot out of it. Um, so my first riser, maybe this one's obvious because we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, but it's Drew Locke, quarterback from Denver Broncos. Listen, I understand that you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk about Denver. I, I am a huge fan of Denver. But it, I would be remiss if I if I just ignored the fact that they have done more for their offense than any team in the NFL. I, hands down. They've gone out and picked up people like Melvin Gordon, uh, center Graham Glasgow, who has been a anchor on the Detroit Lions offensive line for four straight years. They went and drafted wide receiver uh, Jerry Judy they and KJ Hamler. They have Cortland Sutton still on the team. They have Noah Fant still on the team. They still have Philip Lindsay. There are a lot of offensive weapons surrounding Drew Locke. And I understand that Drew Locke wasn't incredibly like fantasy relevant at the end of the season when he got his five starts. But he did throw together a couple really decent fantasy days. And his record was 4-1. and one. He wasn't bad, but he was... I think he was a good quarterback on literally the worst offense in the NFL out of nowhere as what's his name? Joe Flacco, <laughs> I think is how you pronounce it, uh, got injured. And 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 Drew Locke just got thrust into the starting lineup on the worst offense in the NFL. The offense is going to be much, much, much improved. I think it's going to be a top 10 offense. And he's going to have the keys 
to that rocket ship. Uh, Drew Locke currently is undrafted in most redraft leagues. Yeah. Two two quarterback leagues, he's an instant start, right? I think I'd be really excited if I had Drew Locke as my second quarterback. Uh, he's somebody that if you want to wait until literally like the last round to pick a quarterback, he will probably be there in like a 12-team league. Yeah, he'll, I, he'll I be currently available. have him ranked actually as, <laughs> I, I believe, my quarterback nine. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, top 10 quarterback, that's fantastic, especially for where, like you said, where he finished and last year and where most people have him. I think you're right that he's slowly, he's he's going to be rising up people's ADP. Right. Uh, if you're drafting in, say, like, oh, I don't know, early August, something like that, as we get closer to the season here, mid to late August, probably, I don't think you'll be able to wait very long on Drew Locke, but if you're one of these leagues that drafts earlier and he's available, just wait and grab him late, man. And I think he'll be totally fine. And if he or not, right, if I'm totally wrong on Drew Locke, it doesn't matter. There's going to be so many guys that you can just stream and drop. And and have I have never been upset about dropping the guy I drafted in like the 12th or 13th round. Yeah, it, exactly. It's no big deal. And that's why, I mean – Obviously, we, we've talked about this a ton, but that's why we wait on quarterback because you there's going to be a quarterback that's not drafted that's going to be in the top 10 that you can grab off waivers. Yep, definitely. Right, okay. My, my next one. Uh, so this one is I first I went super deep. This one's at the opposite end of the spectrum. He's already up at the towards the, the higher end uh, first two picks in, in ADP. Uh, but that's Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we alluded to this earlier when we were talking. Obviously, Freeman, if they do bring in Freeman, that will hurt Miles Sanders, and you'll see him. But as of NFL draft time, Miles Sanders went up quite a bit. Uh, the Eagles have always been a running back by committee uh, team, and it looks like they're ready to have like a legit lead back because they did not draft a running back. If they don't bring another running back, then I think that he's secured that spot where he'll get a huge amount over half the carries, which he did not get last year. Last year, he had less than half the total carries on that team uh, amongst running backs. And uh, it was the other ones were split up between, I believe, four other running backs uh so it, it's that running back by committee style he was he had more than any other running back but he had less than half overall i think that we'll see a change in that this season and with them not drafting a running back so you'll see him start coming up he also averaged 4.6 yards per carry which is fantastic last year mm-hmm. and he only had three rushing touchdowns because every time they got inside the red zone that's when you would see those other backs come in jay Ajay even Jordan Howard. Yeah, Jordan Howard, J.H.I. towards the end of the season. Uh, it's like they they would just go with those bigger body backs. Uh, so I think without either one of those guys there now, you'll see him start getting some of those carries or even they'll run a different style of play to get him the ball and he's, his touchdown rushing touchdowns is going to increase. Yeah, yeah. Um... <clears throat> Like I agree with everything you said. My one worry with Miles Sanders is that that team really likes the running back by committee, right? And they're going to find some guy, Boston Scott, right, to come in and just take work for no apparent reason. I hope that they have they saw last season how valuable this guy can be to the team, and they just find creative ways to get in the ball as much as possible. I. In my mind, that is a smart play, and I like to think that NFL coaches are smarter than me when it comes to football. But some of them aren't. <laughs> I will, yeah, some of them aren't. I will not be avoiding Miles Sanders because of that reason. I'm I'm on board with Justin. Like Miles Sanders, there's risk in every pick, and his risk is one that I'm definitely willing to take. So. Uh, so, uh, I kind of went with the same kind of route Justin did, uh, with my second riser being a running back that's fighting to make his way, uh, into the top, you know, number one running back category. And that was, that's Kenyon Drake. Uh, I, I understand that I'm, this is kind of maybe kind of obvious. Uh, but what I'm saying is like, uh, clearly Kenyon Drake is a fantasy starter and anybody should be happy to have him. 
But currently he's ranked 11th, and I think that's too low for Kenyon Drake. There's a couple guys ahead of him that I would definitely, I would definitely rather have Kenyon Drake than Aaron Jones. I would rather have Kenyon Drake than Aaron Jones, mainly because the Packers went out and drafted a running back uh, for some reason in the second round, right? Aaron Jones has been great. Why why would they go get a running back in the second round? And as of right now, Jamal Williams is still a Packer. Am I right, Justin? He is. He is. So I'm just concerned that Aaron Jones isn't going to be the workhorse guy, right? He lived on touchdowns. And if they're going to start I, – I, if we're going to start worrying about regression, we have to start with touchdowns. And I think that – if he loses some of those touchdowns, he's also naturally going to be losing some of the touches and yards to these other guys, especially the rookie that they brought in. So I would I would rather have Kenyon Drake than Aaron Jones. I would rather have Kenyon Drake than Nick Chubb at this point because Kareem Hunt stayed. And everything Justin said last season was totally true regarding Kareem Hunt taking work from Nick Chubb, that, that it's going to happen. And I wasn't worried last season as much because – Nick Chubb was rolling. And it Kareem was towards was, the end of the season right. when Kareem Hunt came back. Kareem Hunt was sitting on the bench for eight weeks. It was like, eh, I think they're going to stick with what's working. And really, they did. Uh, Kareem Hunt did well when he did touch the ball. It wasn't like he was irrelevant. But I think this season, they're like, hey, look at what we got. They they don't care about fantasy production, right? They care about winning games. And Kareem Hunt will help them win games. There's no doubt in my mind. Kareem Hunt will get more work this season than he did last. So I would rather have Kenyon Drink than both those guys, which would push him up to number nine for me. And he would be a, a, a top 10 running back this season with like top five potential. Yeah, and Arizona didn't draft a running back. So right. they definitely have faith in, in Kenyon Drake. His main source of competition, David Johnson, is no longer on the team and has been replaced by the best wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Which right? means that teams can't stack the box against him. Exactly. Kenyon Drake is in a perfect position right now to rocket ship up to the top of of. Fantasy football. And for like, all the like talk there was about the air raid offense on that team, they ran the ball, I believe it was more than any other team, once Kenyon Drake arrived there. And and Kenyon Drake, if you were to take the eight games that he played with the Cardinals last season and spread that over a 16-game pace, he would have had 50 receptions for 300 yards. It, even if they go to more of an air raid offense, he clearly has the capability of participating in that effectively. Uh, I I really like Kenyon Drake, and in a lot of leagues, you're getting him as your second running back. Yeah, so absolutely, uh, man, huge win, huge win on Kenyon Drake right now. Yeah, I, I love Kenyon Drake this season. Uh, oh man. I was looking to be excited about the next guy I was going to talk about, and then I realized now we're into our fallers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not excited anymore? I got depressed because I love this guy. Like I wanted him to be a riser for the last couple years, and that's on Johnson from the Detroit Lions. <clears throat> uh, yeah. The general manager there said that he views on Johnson as – and second round draft pick uh, DeAndre Swift as compliments to each other, which I mean, that tells you that they plan to use both of them a lot, like together, not one of them is not going to be the breakout lead back. Matt Patricia has preferred a running back by committee approach the majority of his career as a coach. Uh, carry on showed us he couldn't shoulder the full workload when he missed half this last season due to injury. Uh, he played eight games, averaged 3.4 yards per carry, three rushing touchdowns, 10 receptions for fi on 15 targets. Those are all horrible numbers. Yeah. And because of that, or and then they drafted Swift, who is just a great running back. He is one of the top-rated running backs in this uh, draft class. And I think he's going to outperform carry on and slowly take more of that role from him, just the role as the lead back. And, and so he's going to get more of that workload. And so carry on is just after this draft plummeting, like he was already low. He's just plummeting now. Yeah, I, I am 100% with you, right? There, there is one running back there that they are, 
they have um, an obvious commitment to, and it's the guy that they just spent draft capital on. Carry on Johnson's day has come and gone, and it didn't work out, and that sucks because he. I agree. I think he was. He's a very good running back. I think he was a very good running back. I think he had great potential. Whether or not it was the team that squandered him, or it was bad luck, or a combination of both, it doesn't matter. Swift will be the guy by the end of the season. There's no doubt in my mind. Karrion Johnson might not even be fantasy ownable by the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, that's accurate and upsetting. Yeah. Uh, so maybe with all of mine, I took obvious stands. Like I picked obvious guys. Maybe this was all lazy arguments for me, but I felt like it all needed to be said, right? My first faller is Julian Edelman, wide receiver, New England Patriots. Yes, Julian Edelman is still a Patriot. He is not attached literally to Tom Brady. <laughs> um, so gone are the days of Julian Edelman being a sneaky top 10 almost every single week, right? He's never been like that flashy guy like a, a Julio Jones or an Odell Beckham, right? He's always just, hey, oh yeah, there's Julian Edelman right there making me lose again. Like because he beat me uh, in fantasy, which I, there's a little bit of resentment there for me. I'll be <laughs> honest with you, uh, but those days are gone. And 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 whether or not they left with Tom Brady or the fact that he's a super high injury risk player at this point in his career, yeah, his age. The, those are both. Yeah, all three of those are completely true, completely relevant, and probably a combination of all three will lead to Julian Edelman just not being even close to what he used to be. Now, that being said, there will be weeks where Julian Edelman is fine, right? And if you were the one guy that started him, you're going to be happy. But I do think that for most of the NFL season and the fantasy season, he's going to be quite irrelevant. We don't even fully know who the quarterback's going to be for New England. We don't know what type of offense they're really going to run. They... I'm surprised, to be completely honest with you, that Julian Edelman didn't retire. Uh, I, But here we are still talking about him. Currently, Julian Edelman is ranked ahead of uh, people like Will Fuller, who we ta- already talked about, which, I mean, if you're high on Will Fuller, I don't know, land, oh, you're sorry. high on Julian Edelman, I'm just you should listen to this show a little bit more, but he's ranked ahead of Brandon cooks. I would rather have Brandon cooks than Julian Edelman. He's ranked ahead of Emmanuel Sanders, Darius Slayton, Christian Kirk. Oh man. I would definitely rather have Slayton. Right. These are a lot of, there's a lot of guys here where it's just like, you're not forced to start these guys all the time. Right. Unless you're in like a three wide receiver league with two flexes, you might be starting one of these guys. But if I had to, I would definitely be starting Darius Slayton. He's only ranked a little bit behind people like Tyler Boyd, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Jarvis Landry. I mean, Debo Samuels right now is ranked 29, whereas Julian Edelman's ranked 34. And I'm sorry, these two are in completely different leagues, if you ask me, between Debo Samuels yeah. and Julian Edelman. Yeah, Debo's in the NFL and Edelman's yeah. in the XFL. Right. Uh, <laughs> Edelman is still probably a good player and could still probably help teams win, uh, NFL teams that is. But I do not think that he is a guy that he used to be. He will not help fantasy teams win this season. Do not fall into the trap of drafting Julian Edelman as in like, oh, I got Julian Edelman as my second wide receiver, my third wide receiver or something like that. You're going to be disappointed. And last season, too, he was hyper-targeted by Tom Brady because Tom Mm -hmm. Brady wanted weapons, and he didn't trust the other wide receivers there, so he would target the guy he was comfortable with. And with Gronk on, that was Edelman. Yeah, and I mean, there could be a little bit of that this season, right? Whoever's the guy there might use Edelman as like that safety net, but... Edelman that could just get hurt, isn't there, right? No more, yeah, so like I, Edelman. I don't trust it. I think I would rather have Nikhil Harry than Edelman right. yes. because Nikhil Harry, I mean, you don't know who that person who's hyper-targeted is going to be. Nikhil Harry's younger, more athletic. Like, There's more upside. Yeah. Uh, New England, for the first time in a long time, and I think people are going to have a lot of trouble accepting this, is going to be pretty fantasy irrelevant, in my opinion. They're going to have a lot of guys that I just don't want, period. 
because of the team that they're on. And and Julie Edelman has that plus all the things I already talked about. There's yeah. just like if situation matters, it needs if situation matters when it comes to pos- positivity and players doing well, it really needs to matter when it comes to players doing poorly. And uh, and he everything in this, his situation is telling me that he will not do well. Yeah, I'm I agree <clears throat> with you completely on that. Uh, Amari Cooper, this is my last faller. Uh, so Amari Cooper, wide receiver for Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's been known in the fantasy world, especially for his inconsistency in games. One week he'll come out and he'll look like one of the best elite level wide receivers in the NFL. And then the next week you'll wonder if he was playing because you didn't see him on at all. Uh, so it's like that's always been a frustrating thing for me with Amari Cooper. Uh, the Cowboys made a huge splash in the draft by grabbing what a lot of people had as their highest ranked wide receiver, but he's definitely in the top couple, no matter who you are, you had him ranked in the top tier of wide receiver uh, in the this draft class with C.D. Lamb. Uh, now, Lamb, or now with Lamb there, the emergence of Gallup uh, last season, uh, that's going to magnify the frustration that I, I was talking about with um amari cooper just vanishing certain weeks i don't want to be the guy trying to guess which week amari is going to be relevant and which week he's going to destroy your fantasy week and with him going in the second round at his current adp that's not something you want uh, a player that you're drafting in the second round to do like have weeks where he doesn't give you points so I think this is just catastrophic to Amari's fantasy uh, value and output. I think you will see him start coming down on the on on draft boards a little bit further as we get closer to the season. Yeah, uh, I I think you and I kind of did something similar with our last follower here, where there's some risk in announcing this guy as a follower, right? You could be completely wrong on Amari Cooper, yeah. right? <laughs> There's a possibility that you literally could be completely wrong on Amari Cooper as a number one wide receiver, right? Uh, and there, it's the same with my guy. Keenan Allen is a faller for me. Keenan Allen could come out and be incredible again. There's no doubt in my mind that that could happen. But again, I have to refer back to my previous guy where situation matters. And Philip Rivers has been Keenan Allen's only ball thrower for his entire career. And there was a huge rapport built up just like Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, where these guys relied on each other and Keenan Allen's success relied on Philip rivers, peppering him with targets. He had double digit targets 10 times last season. He had a 17 target game, a 15 target game, lots of 10 to 10 target games, 11 target. Like he got tons and tons of targets in tons and tons of losses. It was just like the only thing that was working in that offense and on that team was Phillip Rivers throwing the ball to Keenan Allen. That is not going to happen again. We will never hear those words again. And with Tyrod Taylor, now the guy that will be starting, right, for for the beginning of the season at least, He's not Philip Rivers. He's not the guy that's going to throw the ball, you know, 35 times, 40 times a game. I don't think he's going to pepper any wide receiver with 17, 15 targets in a game. That that will not happen. It's going to be more like six targets a game, five targets a game. And how good is this offense going to be? Are they going to be able to get towards the end zone so Keenan Allen can score the six touchdowns he had last season? There's a good chance he only scores three this season. He might only get 100 targets instead of 149 targets. He might only have 800 yards instead of almost 1,200 yards. It, Keenan Allen, I think the days of him being a number one wide receiver day in and day out are over, unfortunately. Now, unlike Julian Edelman, where I just don't want to own him at all, I would own Keenan Allen. I'm just not willing to pay Keenan Allen price at the moment to get him. Uh, if Keenan Allen was somebody that I could sit on my bench as a very high end, like backup, I would do that. But yeah, he's I'd, currently going in the third round. 
right? I'm not drafting Keenan Allen in the third round, right? Especially if I go running back, running back, and then I have to rely on Keenan Allen to be the anchor of my wide receiver core. That is not going to happen. And just looking at a couple wide receivers that are, are around Keenan Allen, I would rather have guys like DK Metcalf than Keenan Allen right yes. now. I would rather have Stefan Dix than Keenan Allen. Even though Stefan Dix has a lot of question marks too, Josh Allen is a better ball thrower, believe it or not, than Tyrod Taylor. As crazy as that sounds. Uh, there's guys like um, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, Robert Woods. I mean, DJ Chark is even in that question, right? We're talking about DJ Chark compared to Keenan Allen, and and that worries me. That conversation's a real thing, and and there's one guy that I can get a whole lot cheaper, and that's DJ Chark. So uh, Keenan Allen, unfortunately, is probably a faller, unless for some reason he gets moved to a much better offense. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And it, just the risk there, like you said, he has to have a huge reduction in targets and that's the scary part like he's being drafted as if he's not going to see that so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm avoiding him personally i i would hope that he falls down on for adp purposes right fifth round i would start to consider it sixth round i would rate in my wheelhouse yeah, i'd love to have him in the sixth round yeah yeah but i i'm probably not getting him there i'm not no. delusional yeah so, <laughs> so I'm, yeah exactly there there's a lot of players like that where i'm like i would love to have this player here i also know that's not going to happen so i'm not right. going to have him on my team right which you know i don't know how many people are still listening right now because clearly justin and i are wrapping up but here's a great piece of advice don't glue yourself to a player right Grew yourself, glue yourself to reality of where you're going to get that player. And uh, what Justin just said is exactly right. Is like, hey, I love X player, but I know X player is probably going way earlier than I'm willing to take him. Therefore, I do not, I'm not getting X player. You need to accept that before you walk into draft. Sometimes, people like Pat Mahomes. I is I want Pat Mahomes clearly, but I also know I'm not willing to give up a third round pick for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. So I'm not getting Pat Mahomes, and, and I'm okay with that. I think that's a problem with a lot of other uh, podcasts I watch is they talk about some of these players where they're like, this is a player you must have on your team. This is a player, or this player is amazing. This player is horrible. I hate this player. I don't hate players. Like I, I establish values for them. This is really? where you don't, you don't hate players, Justin. No, I hate player. <laughs> <laughs> and you know All who right. you are. <laughs> <T. J. Yeldon. laughs> uh, but yeah i establish a value for them so it's like if this player gets to where i value them i i love that and i'm taking them uh, i'm not going to tell you just do not draft a player at all for the most part there are some players where i will say that because i think it'll hurt your team no matter where you draft them at but for the most but that's part of me establishing that value for a player value is everything all right and i appreciate everyone who is still here at the end of the show make sure you subscribe to uh clock management we appreciate it and we'll be putting out that mock draft on the internets on uh wednesday wednesday catch you guys then <laughs>